All right, welcome back to another very special edition of the Sports Cheat Sheet. My name is Jason Bell. I am the host. If you have any questions or comments, you can send an email to sc-sheet, the number one at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at Sports C-Sheet. So today we are going to take a look at why rebuilds are awesome. A lot of people dread the rebuild. They try to avoid it at all costs. I'm going to tell you why rebuilds should be, uh, you know, why you should be excited about the rebuild, the, some of the positives that nobody talks about. And during this uh, podcast, I'm going to specifically reference the Chicago Bulls, the Chicago Cubs, and the Toronto Maple Leafs. These are all teams that I support, teams that I've been a fan of for many, many years. So we'll just go ahead and get started. I'll tell you why rebuilds are awesome. Okay, so when a team goes through a rebuild, the first thing you need to know is that no great teams go through a rebuild. Okay, if, 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 uh, if a rebuild is on the discussion table, it's because you're like mediocre or aging or just bad, like the team is bad. Um, the Golden State Warriors are elite. They're fantastic right now. So nobody's talking about, oh man, the Warriors need to tear it down. The Warriors need to rebuild. You typically got your four or five elite teams in every league that has a chance to win the title, and the other teams are just trying to figure it out. If uh, if uh, you know they're talking about, hey, you need to rebuild, you need to encourage that because just the fact that it's a conversation means that you, you either you suck or you kind of suck or you're looking like you really suck. You know, you should and you should just get into it and get it over with. Very rarely is the rebuild conversation preemptive and too soon. The only time I can remember in my experience is in 1997. Uh, the Bulls beat the Jazz in the finals for their fifth uh, NBA title. People started talking about, hey, the Bulls should trade Pippen, you know, and get something for him, you know, so that when Jordan retires, they'll have some more stuff to go with. And it's like, you just won the title like a month ago. Keep Pippen. You've got Jordan. Go get another title. Like if you if you're right, if you got a chance to win a title, you do everything you can to win the title. If you're not in that serious title winning discussion and people are talking about rebuild, then you need to go ahead and do your rebuild. Um, if it's being discussed, it probably should be done. An example of that is the New York Rangers in the NHL this year. They're mediocre. They're old. They might make the playoffs. They might not. Wouldn't shock you if either happened. They got a lot of, a lot of big contracts, a lot of older names that they can move and try to revamp and get younger. So the Rangers very smartly are going to rebuild. When we come back, I'm going to tell you why, uh, why it's awesome. All right. So the first thing that is awesome about the rebuild it turns off the emotion. When your team sends out that letter that says, hey, we're going to move some assets. We're going to take some losses. We're going to develop some young talent. As a fan, you're like, okay, they're going to be bad. They're going to lose. They're supposed to lose. And then when they do lose, you don't really care. You know what I mean? Um, um, it allows you to be distant as they become terrible. It doesn't really hurt anymore. Maybe you keep an eye on the score, but you don't follow the game. You don't have to watch it. And that in turn, it'll free up more time for you to drink or to gamble or to you know find other hobbies. And that's, that's fun. You might find something you really like. The main point though, is that it's good because it ultimately is going to free up your team from bad contracts. That's typically what hamstrings every organization is the bad contract. Uh, Craig Hayward with the Cubs, for example, is a bad contract. They're going to have to deal with that. Um, just ridiculously long, ridiculously high pay, Blake Griffin, just bad contracts, stuff like that. The second reason that rebuilds are awesome, it sets the bar much, much lower. Now you can laugh if you want, but when you have a really low bar, it is easy to, to reach it. And if you get a, you know, moral victory, moral victory, moral victory, it may not be a real victory, but Hey man, like, like, Hey, Hey, I, you know, everybody wore the same colored uniform. That's awesome. They're really getting it together. Hey, everybody showed up to the game. You know, they're in the right city. You know, hey, they they played all 48 minutes. That's fantastic. You get that really low bar, 
you start getting a couple of wins, maybe the momentum catapults into some actual wins. Um, if your team loses, it's no big deal because you're rebuilding. You don't take it personal. And if you do win, hey, it's awesome. You just won. It's low stress. For example, I'm a Bulls fan. They're rebuilding this year. They have a terrible record. Um, so when they lose, I'm like, oh, man, you know, it's the rebuild. But there was a, a game where they played the Knicks at, the, at Madison Square Garden, and Laurie, Lowry Markinen was going hard at Kristaps uh, Porzingis. And the Bulls wound up winning one. That winning that game, it, it had like playoff like intensity. If two really bad teams made the playoffs, and was, I was excited. I'm like, yeah, they won. That's great. Every game is a win. If they lose, it's a win. If they win, it's a win. That's kind of awesome. You don't want it to be like that every year, but like that first year in, you know, when you're moving assets, you're getting younger, you're trying to get new core guys. It can be amusing. It can really, really can be amusing. Okay, so the next reason that rebuilds are awesome is that uh, when you make these moves and you're looking at different players and different roles on the team, surprises will happen. Players wind up being better than they should be, or players improve way more than they're supposed to. Uh, for, for example, I'm going to utilize that Bulls rebuild. They traded Jimmy Butler last summer, and they got Chris Dunn, uh, the number seven draft pick, and Zach Levine. I was terrified when that that trade happened. I'm like, Butler is a top 15 guy in the league. Um, you know, Levine is an athletic player coming off a torn ACL. Dunn had statistically one of the worst seasons a rookie has ever had last year. And the seventh pick, that's too low in the draft. They took Lowry Markkinen. Markkinen was supposed to be the next Channing Fry, And I'm like, that's a terrible trade. I can't believe it. I was really down on the Bulls when that happened. As the season has played out, I'm like, whoa, Chris Dunn is a, a fantastic point guard. He's a, he's a closer. He will close the game. He's fantastic defensively. He's athletic. He's dunking on Kelly Olynyk. You know what I mean? I'm like, I really like this dude. He's nasty. Markkinen is, is fierce. Like he can shoot threes. Like, you know, he's a, the preeminent stretch four or stretch five, but he's nasty. He goes in the paint. He's catching alley-oops. He's great. I'm really into him. And uh, Levine just came back. He's just rebuilding, getting his minutes up. But I think he's going to be fantastic and phenomenal. He shows no ill effects from his ACL injuries. Now they got three young core pieces. I want to see them play together and develop. That's a surprise. That's exciting. I'm thrilled about that. You couldn't have told me this was going to happen last summer. I'm excited to watch this Bulls team develop. Eventually, hopefully, your team will become good again, and then order is restored. When we come back, we're going to, we're going to look at a couple of uh, rebuilds, examples, what goes right, and what goes wrong. Okay, so the first rebuild um, I'm going to mention is the Chicago Cubs. I've been a Cubs fan for forever. Uh, the first sign that the Cubs meant business is they got Theo Epstein. Obviously, he won a World Series for the Red Sox, but they had to revamp the roster. So 2012 and 2013, they were god-awful. They lost like 100 and, 101 games and 96 games. They were terrible. It's tough to just go through two years like that. That is, is tricky, but I knew they were rebuilding. I didn't take it personal. I'm like, yeah, they're bad. They were bad. Um, they cleared it out. There was a slight improvement in 2014 when they got uh, the new manager, uh, Renteria. However, when they had the pieces together, they had drafted Chris Bryant. You know, they were putting together the pitching staff. When they hired Joel Madden, uh, 2015, then you knew they meant business. The players developed. They surprise happened. They all got better a lot quicker. The young guys were, were playing above their heads. Bam. Next thing you know, they've made it to three straight, uh, national league championship series. Uh, and they made it the world series and won the world series, obviously in 2016. So it kind of that's a that's a rebuild that went well. It was great to watch. It was great. You couldn't have told me in 2012 that they were going to win the World Series in 2016. Another example of a great rebuild is the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, their rebuild, very quick. Um, 2014, November 2014, they won like 10 games in a row. They were one of the hottest teams in the league. January of 2015, 
They fired their coach. They were the eight seed in the playoffs, and they wanted to bring someone in and just try to sneak into the playoffs. This was kind of a reluctant rebuild because the players just went in the tank, a lot of infighting. They, they didn't play hard, uh, a lot of bad seeds. They go in the sewer. They almost get uh, Connor McDavid. What they do wind up doing is they get Mitch Marner. Then you knew the least meant business. They brought in Babcock, right? So they have an awful 15-16 season. They do win the lottery. They get Austin Matthews. They trade for Freddie Anderson. Bam. They make the playoffs last year. Now they're a top three teams team in the East. All that happened because of the rebuild. They had to get rid of the bad contracts, the Kessel contract, uh, Deion Phaneuf, David Clarkson. They had to get rid of those three contracts, and they did it, and it freed them up to, to make the moves they needed to make to become a playoff force. Now, what happens when, when a rebuild goes wrong, specifically the Philadelphia 76ers and the Cleveland Browns? I think the issue is when you go into that rebuild, you get stuck in neutral. You have a losing culture. Every season, you need to take logical steps. Like, for example, the one year, it's like, all right, we're going for the number one draft pick. We're just clearing it out. And then you're like, all right, we got to get some players. We got to get some players to develop. Then we got to, you know, there's like logical steps. You're going up a, a staircase. Somewhere in there, they got the losing culture. They stopped improving. It doesn't help when you draft like Fultz and he plays like zero games and is terrible, or you draft Okafor and then he's immediately, um, you know, the, the NBA game passes him by or, you know, the Browns, I don't watch them enough to, to talk about it, but obviously they lose a lot and they don't seem to get better. But uh, every season in a rebuild needs to take a logical step. Like, all right, we're going to be the worst team. All right, we're going to be a little bit better. All right, we're going to challenge for the playoffs. Like you need to advance. And I think in those rebuilds, they just got stuck in neutral and didn't advance. Now, again, I, like I said, I'm a Bulls fan. I'm thrilled with the Butler trade now. But, uh, you know, I'm excited for the draft coming up. I want to see what they do. But I know it's not serious until they get that playoff uh, series winning coach. All right. So that's kind of where they're at. We'll see what happens with them in the next year or two. But anyway, so that's going to wrap it up. That's why rebuilds are awesome. My name is Jason Bell. If you got any questions or comments, send an email scsheet1 at gmail.com or look for us on Twitter at sports. C-Sheet. All right, that's going to do it. Take it easy. Have a good one. Peace.